Welcome to Binge or Cringe. My name is Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And Binge or Cringe is all about what to watch on the ever-present streaming. Them streaming devices. Oh, so much stuff. So what do you want to start with? Where are you? Westworld. Yes. Westworld to me, because I haven't seen the TV show. I loved the movie with Yul Brenner. And I don't know how much, I know it's based on that story. It's probably from a book. I think Crichton, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, it's Michael correctly, Crichton. Duh, of course Crichton, it is. Crichton, it's based on a book. Though I, I will say Crichton loves amusement parks that start murdering its guests. Yeah. If Disney ever purchases the rights to Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. you guys should probably avoid that particular part of the park. I bet you he really liked the first season of Fantasy Island when the guests didn't always make it back to the boat. Or he was or just plane. like, this gives me an idea. Yeah. Fantasy. My fantasy is dinosaurs, and I want to see people die. <laughs> <laughs> Billions! Hey, Steven Spielberg, I got you an idea. That's not how Michael Crichton talks. No, no, I don't think so. But maybe now, from the grave, he speaks like that. That would be weird if he talked to Steven Spielberg like that from yeah, the grave. Yeah, it, it would. But still, maybe. Who knows? Okay, uh, so, uh, Westworld. Westworld. On, First of all, is the guy bald? Is he Yul Brenner? I want him to look like Yul Brenner. They don't directly reference the film, but it is alluded to that that happened. All I remember about the film was it was cool, and it had Yul Brenner. Um, you have. Um, <laughs> so this takes place after, though. Yeah, that that probably is part of its history. So this is a vacationy type of thing that you pay for to go and experience what it's like to live in a western town. Yes. And there are what I always called fembots. <laughs> sure, yes. That's that's probably the the calmest, least explicit way to describe them. Things don't always turn out well for those who go. They have uh, several different places that you can go. Westworld is one of them. They have a samurai land mm. um, within the the, the that's, film. Oh, I, that's not turning out well for people. The samurai land. The film establishes, I believe, there's also a like a Greek land. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty much like any points in history that you would like to go. It is heavily intertwined. It okay. is it is serialized in the way that uh, a season of Lost. It, it wants you to pay attention to each episode like there were even points that i found myself wanting to go back and stream an episode i had previously watched to see if i had missed something Mm -hmm. that was later referenced that maybe i didn't think was important enough to be paying attention to but it turned this series definitely asks that you were involved in it okay so oh geez what i was going to say was so insightful too oh um watching it you the viewer do not know well, certainly from the beginning, you don't know for the most part who is robotic and who is human, yes? Yes, they are very, very lifelike. Okay. Do the robots know? I don't want to ruin anything oh. about season one. It's very smart writing. Okay. Uh, Christopher Nolan's brother oh. is one of the creators and producers on the show. J.J. Abrams All right. is one of the producers on the show. You Done. will it will lead you in a direction for eight episodes and then smack you in the face and tell you you should have been looking over there. The it, like it is it's it's a magic trick. So once I start watching this, I need to block off 
how much time? Because it's going to suck me right in. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, I think it's about 10 to 12 episodes. Okay. Um, they're every bit of like an hour, if not more. I've got the Blu-ray. I've got the digital. If you need to borrow it. I do. Don't watch it around the kids. I was just going to say. Oh, how... yeah. This is definitely HBO. Okay. Like, in the same way that you can't show your kids Game of Thrones, all the same reasons you cannot show them Westworld. Okay. So Westworld, definitely worth your time if you like really intense storylines and drama. Very, like I said, very serialized narratives. Um, this is from the guy that created uh, Jurassic Park. Um, the original Westworld film. Michael Crichton has done a lot of science fiction, and a lot of his was turned into film in the late 90s, early 2000s. I think he also did Time Frame. Mm -hmm. Like, if you, if you enjoy that kind of stuff, this is not necessarily directly from him, but it's inspired by a lot of his work. I'm assuming at one point at least one of the fembots dies. Do they bleed? Um, yeah. Okay. That's all I needed to know. They're very realistic. Are we talking Tarantino bleeding or? Um, in the proper uh, episode. Maybe. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes to Westworld. Now, I'm going to bring up something that is something I believe you can and should watch with your children. Our good friend David Letterman is back on the TV. He is as delightful as ever for me to listen to. Letterman was the one that always won like the the late night before you could stream anything that you wanted whenever you wanted and you had to flip between channels. When I had the choice of him or Leno, oh, it's always Letterman, Letterman Letterman would always win that fight. Yeah, Letterman speaks to me. I I remember him during the summer when he had a morning show. And he did a bit in the elevator with uh, the woman from Ferris Bueller, uh, the secretary, the redhead secretary. I know secretary. you're talking. I can't okay, think of her she name is. right now. Anyway, um, she was part of his his cast of funny people, and it was how to not be bored in an elevator, and you should dance with the people there, so they like start waltzing in the elevator, and that just tickled me so much. If nothing of what you were saying was true, I would absolutely believe that something David Letterman did. <laughs> Like, that was what I always enjoyed. Like, with he and Leno, Leno always felt like he went for the safe joke. Mm -hmm. Like, he went where you thought he would go. Letterman, I enjoyed his wild unpredictability. Like, mm -hmm. you didn't know, you, you knew that you were going to be entertained by whatever he said, but Letterman was going to go somewhere that you didn't necessarily uh, anticipate. And much like Howard Stern, Letterman did a lot for Howard in the early years. Both of them, they asked the questions, for me anyway, that I already had, but you knew that most interviewers weren't going to ask. They were going to ask it. Both of them, and I can speak for myself, I did the same thing. Whether I was copying them or not, I don't know. But when everything is falling apart around me, I know inherently that's the funniest. And they do. They expect they they portray kind of the sad sack that everything's just going to go wrong, and it usually does, yeah. and it's still funny. So Letterman decided, yeah, I'll come back to TV on my terms. I only have to work like a once a month. I would say coming from the what was probably grueling schedule oh, yeah. uh, for, I mean, if you add in his his stint on NBC to his. Rain on CBS. 
because he started that in what the late I want I want to say early eighties. Mm-hmm. So like let's let's say eighty one up until when did Late Show go off to twenty. See, by that time I was doing morning shows, so I was out of that loop. I, I want to. He was on the. He was on the air for almost thirty-five years. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was quite forty. And doing, in most cases, if he wasn't off for like vacation or if he didn't have to take it off for doing five shows a week, yeah. brand new material. And that's grueling. Yeah, it is. You have you are compelled to entertain. You are compelled to be the one that you gonna... don't. You don't get to like have the sick day at work. Yeah. You don't get to phone it in like. If you're not if you're not engaging, if Letterman was not engaging in his show, the show that he right. is the show. Yeah, it didn't matter who the guests were. I watched it for Letterman. So what he's done is another it's a great title. My next guest needs no introduction with David Letterman. Ninety percent of the show is him and his guest sitting and talking. In some cases, they will do some travel pieces. For instance, when they were interviewing George Clooney. They, he went and had, what was it, a hot dog or a burger with him or uh, something like that? But then he also went to visit Nick Clooney, and he visited George's parents and talked there, and he spent some time in Kentucky and things like that. one point, Clooney started interviewing Letterman. He told uh, him to stop. This is my show. It, it's, like, it's, it's just, it's fun. Yes, and he is, he is picking very interesting people. First of all, and he got the opportunity to pick President Obama. I see now why Obama did that, because he and Michelle just got a deal with Netflix. Yes. So I figured there was something behind that. But it was very interesting. For instance, the the interview with Obama. OK, I don't remember all of it, but I do remember it was not all. Why did you sign this? And it wasn't a politically politics, driven politics, thing. Politics, yeah. It was more like, what was it like here? Like, who does the dishes at the White House? You know, that kind of stuff. And it was fascinating. George Clooney, I already loved George Clooney because, and it doesn't even matter that he's a handsome man. His personality to me is just delightful. The other great thing that I love about this, when you're doing a show five times a week and you've got, what were they, about an hour and a half, Mm -hmm. like a piece, you've got two guests. You're not always going to get an A-lister. You're not always going to get somebody that even can answer your questions and doing it in a way that you don't have to follow up and carry them. Mm-hmm. He's getting to cherry pick everybody right. that he, he wants Tina to Fey. interview. Yeah, Tina Fey, who is is usually speaks my mind as well. I find Tina Fey, her so who funny. could have easily replaced Letterman yes. on his show, had yes. Colbert not got not have gotten the job. Mm-hmm. Like he's getting to pick people that could probably have their like. I'd watch the George Clooney show. Oh, definitely. I'd watch George Clooney interact with people. I'd watch Tina Fey. Having that kind of person on the other end of your interview has got to be a gift. Yeah. Yeah. There's a rush to that, I have no doubt. And what's even nicer, Tina Fey, for instance... When you do talk shows, when you it's when you make the circuit, when you do the press junket, you're usually there because you're either really tight with the host and they want you there twice a year because you're their buddy. Or, or you're pimping you're the movie or mm-hmm. album or whatever that has just come out so, or is about to come out. To prepare you for that, you have a pre-interview. Even if you're the A-lister, you have a pre-interview. I'm going to pimp my movie, and I'm going to tell this story about what happened at my cousin's wedding. And maybe there's a picture we're going to put up behind. Yeah. So all that's prepared, and if you're the A-lister, you probably get two segments, and we're talking maybe eight minutes total, maybe. And you have to include talking about the film, but you also have to be funny. Now we've got 
45, 50 minutes of an interview. And the other great thing about being on Netflix, I guarantee you, if they got enough roll for two hours, mm-hmm. you can split it into two episodes. You can right. roll the two-hour episode. Like, you're you're not kind of, you're not having to fit into that previous framework of just going, mm-hmm. okay, well, we have to air this between 10 and 11.30, and we've got to have X amount for right. commercials. Um, and no, it don't. needs to be all cut into eight minute segments that we can then split up and do this, that and the other. So they are they're filming it in front of a live audience and you get to find out more about Letterman. He talks about his son, Harry, far more. And the guests get to go into detail about things that normally on a talk show they wouldn't get to. And he's not just doing your average. I don't want to say average. He's not just doing a movie star or a president. Uh, he had. Malala, I'm going to see if I can say it right, Yousafzai, Yousafzai. Malala is a a young woman who just because she was on a school bus to get education in the Middle East, she was shot in the face. She has clearly survived and she has a story. To tell. She has a story. She's marvelous. She's fascinating. And to just think that she she left her country and then even went back to just because she wanted other girls to see you have a right to be educated. Um, it's the difference between doing art and doing um, like a, like the difference between me drawing a smiley face and painting the Mona Lisa. Like mm-hmm. if if interviewing people, if if what Letterman does is an art form, I, this is him getting to do the pieces that he wants. It's not him being paid to, you know, like put together an advertisement piece for uh, something. It's him getting to do interviews the way he wants to Correct. do them and getting to ask the kind of questions that he wants and not having, like I said, that that skeletal framework of make sure that you say this, make sure that you say, oh, you can't say that. That's one of our advertisers. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't make that joke. You can. Do- it really feels like Letterman's just getting to do what he wants, the the way he wants to do it. Which, because for us anyway, we so respect his way of thinking, it is fascinating. I, I would have I would have watched this show twenty years ago, like certainly. if it if it had a platform then. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that there is one now. So definitely now he only releases one a month. You can wait until I don't know how many he's going to make ten and watch them all then. But I. It's almost like I'm watching live appointment TV because yeah. as soon as it comes out, I want to see it because I know it's going to be just that good. It's like, yeah. As soon as it drops, you want you want to make sure that you're mm-hmm. streaming it. So that is on Netflix. I highly, highly recommend watching it because that is excellent. Now, something that is coming up on Netflix, I am... Uh, keen to watch it won't come out till august 17th but you know matt groening the creator of the simpsons has a new show coming out and it's only been what 20 years since he created a new tv show mm-hmm. what was it oh dear futurama is futurama is 20 years old yeah because he came out with it in 99 didn't he wow am i right about that i think so okay Holy, well oh he's wow gonna, he's gonna have another one i may need to sit down a second that's wow Futurama is 20 years old. <laughs> if, you, if you can find I, I, I Netflix at one point had it. Stream that puppy. That's, yeah. oh, that that's well worth it. We'll, we'll, we'll go on that yeah. later. And one more that I, I certainly want to mention is on Hulu. Like so many shows that I enjoy, it has been canceled. 
But that means there are two seasons. I'm going to, yes, I can easily binge this show because it is different. I'm just going to say it's highly watchable. And again, you know, it's already two seasons, so you don't have to commit too much of your life. And it is called Shut Eye. I think Michael Donovan only does two word shows. Because, yeah, you you knew him from Burn Notice, which was on the USA Network for, what, five, seven years, maybe? Seven? At least five. I think think it was more. He's one of those guys where you go, I know him from somewhere, but you don't know where you know him from? Okay, this is what, do do you know anything about Shut Eye at all? No, but like the the two-word thing, like, it's like uh, when Sean Bean picked Boromir. Like, you know that he asks, he's like, well, how soon does he die? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> How much time do I get in this movie? That's 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 a media. I was just like, well, guys, I like what it's doing here, but this character lives. <laughs> I don't past do the that. credits. <laughs> I don't know if you know anything. 006, Boromir. Like, guys, listen. You do know. I, I got to ask him that question. Yes, I do. I spoke with Sean Bean about that very thing. Let's go on about that in detail on some other show when gotcha. we can talk about it for about an hour. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but still, yes, that that is the deal. Now. What I like about Shut Eye is what I like about all things that are new and unusual is they're different. If this is based on some uh, comic novel or something, I have no knowledge of it at all. I just know I thought this was a very interesting story. Because everything is based on comics and books. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So here's the story. First of all, it involves gypsies. He is not one. But who is the matriarch of the gypsies? Does the gypsy curse him? Thinner? <laughs> no. No. Isabella Rossellini. Yes. Is the head gypsy woman. Do they do they oper, operate in a hierarchy? Like is there <laughs> I'm I'm learning something new about gypsies I never There's knew. There's a lot of gypsy stuff. And uh, do they have to like do they have dues that they pay to like the, the gypsy union? I, I need to know all they, this. Now. They prefer to be called Roma. According to Isabella Rossellini's character, I don't actually know. I don't think they ever used the word gypped in this. Uh, but the actor whose name I forgot, who plays uh, Bobby in Supernatural, he plays a, just a racist, racist, bad guy in the second season. And he probably says gypped at some point. Okay, so here's what the story is that I find interesting. You've got what looks like your average happy little family, a husband and a wife right, and right. their teenage son. Sure. And uh, the family, what? Jim Beaver. Jim Beaver. Yes, Jim Beaver is the guy who plays. He sounds like he had a sitcom in the 1950s. I know. <laughs> Airing after Donna Reed is the Jim Beaver Show, <laughs> brought to you by Kellogg's. And Good Smokes. <laughs> Jim Beaver, here to talk about Good Smokes. He does pay, he, he plays a lot of redneck type characters real well. He's probably just this, you know, well, I mean, erudite man in real life. With a name like Jim Beaver, I don't think you were getting to play King Lear. No. Like. He was probably a friend of, know what I mean? You know, Vern. I could, I, I could see that. I'm going to bet, like, they, they've tried to pair him with Larry the Cable Guy before. Who I have graced. I, I have graced a stage with Larry the Cable Guy and his mom. I'll save that pig story for later. Fair enough. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not making that up okay so here's the story you see this just average family in uh, 
their average home, kid goes to school, and come to find out, mom and dad are psychics. They do a lot of card reading, maybe a little crystal ball stuff, and they work for one of the gypsy families. And it's it's kind of like a syndicate. It, what they're doing is legal, so, but it really walks the line. So the gypsies are like the like the mob? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Now, I'm in. I'm listening. Okay. I'm listening to you. And there's a there the thing is I don't remember all their names. All I know was there was like White Tony, Big Tony, and Little Tony. I lost track of what Tony was what. Is Joe Pesci a gypsy? <laughs> no, he's oh. not. But that's oh. an opportunity missed. Be, 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 see, I'm looking at my crystal ball here, and uh, I, yeah. I'd hate for this to happen to you. I know. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, uh, Michael Donovan's character, lead guy, whose name I've forgotten because uh, it's not important to me, man. He gets in an accident, and he actually becomes a psychic. But you see, he had been faking it all this time, just by doing cold reads and kind of scamming people. Is that how you become psychic? You get you. Get the, so all so. this lack of like accidents that I've had over yeah, the really why, has just. Yeah. So, I gotta sit here and not know the future. I know. So here's the thing: he starts seeing stuff that's not there. It takes him a while to go. You know, you didn't see that, and he goes to a neurologist. And she she checks him out, but she believes that he's seeing things. And that his uncle is St. Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> so you have that going on. And so then things change because, oh, thank you very much. Yeah, he knows what's going to go on now and he can guide them. Oh, uh, the guy from Dexter, but not Dexter, uh, David Zayas. He is in it. David Zayas. David Zayas. David Zayas. Help me, Dr. Rock me, David. Okay. Weird Al Heddle. You recognize recognize that guy. Okay. But now all I can sing is that. (laughs) David Zayas. David Zayas. He's he's actually not a gypsy, um, but the other guys are. Okay. So here's the thing. So it kind of puts him in a place of power. They don't have a lot of money and they're they're not allowed to work for other places. It's a very much territorial thing with. The Roma. They want to get out. They want to leave this life behind. Is gypsy like a copyrighted term and that's why they have to call them that? Like, you know, like you can't call zombies zombies on The Walking Dead. You can only call them walker. Like, is it like that? No, I think it's offensive because people say, hey, you gypped me. And that refers to a gypsy who would cheat you. George Romero did not create gypsies is what you're telling me. I think they've been around longer than that. Yeah, maybe. And I, I really can't confirm that. Uh, I'm just going to make an assumption. I think it's probably right. And I don't know if any actual gypsies or Roma are in this. Because you see them, it's like, oh, she's like the uh, Italian mob wife with all of the opulence and uh, the gum chewing. You got that happening. I know he's not, but I want James Gandolfini to be on this show now, too. Yeah, he would. Camilla! (laughs) So that's the deal. It's how to juggle all of this drama and he's seeing stuff and and so he wants to change it he wants to get out from under the gypsies and be his own man okay so shut eye gypsies found out it was canceled as i'm watching season two okay actually it was canceled in january but i only just found out that it was canceled really odd way for them to 
like go about that. Here's the thing. You know how when some shows, they either have a vibe they're going to be canceled or something like that. So you have some closure on some points. The writing on the walls. So yeah. So even though they'd like to finish it up, there's something. Even if there's, let's say, Firefly, you get the Serenity movie. Right. You get a, a certain degree. Shut eye. No closure. So it's more of a Lois and Clark situation. At least I know he was Superman. Nothing. Okay, here's here's one of the storylines. Oh, There's this. Spoiler. Uh, uh, I don't. People that haven't seen Lois and Clark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one of the characters apparently has been faking pregnancy and she's a doctor. What's that even about? Is there some greater conspiracy going on? No. I have no idea. Another person, um, they go from being a psychic faking being a psychic and then he actually can be a psychic and then the visions stop and then he meets some guy who you would recognize i don't remember his name and but you'd recognize him his character plays someone who says he's communicating with the universe turns out he really believes he's communicating with the universe someone else has gotten all this information on all the people present at his seminars hypnotize him give him the information he thinks he's actually hearing from the universe from god from something What's that about? I no would, closure. I wouldn't even know where to, to begin. No closure. And then, uh, I'm going to tell you how it ends because no one's even watching it. Fair enough. Uh, and so there's then, seven people out there. That... So the psychic sees his wife in an accident where you don't know whether or not she's dead or not. And then she actually has the accident. Then he meets her in the hospital because she wants to see him. And uh, she used some colorful language. That's it. Like you mean like? Just brick red? Yes. Like yes. That kind of colorful language? Yes. Sky That's blue? it. And then the whole thing's over. I <laughs> I mean from a I mean just from a standpoint of narrative, getting to that point like I can't even guess what they were gonna do with it. and then you got the whole FBI gypsy thing and who's who's fooling who. I don't even know anymore or if they're even the fbi and they're just people that think they're in the fbi that's true maybe that they're hypnotized the warehouse. yeah so i got no closure on shut eye that being said i still maintain it's interesting in that it is different and it is well done yes if you want to see something different watch it if you want to have a story that concludes in any way do not watch it uh, so, from what you have seen that in any of your streaming, have you just come across some things like, eh, because of late, I've been pretty lucky, except for Harlots, in what I've watched, that I don't find anything super cringeworthy. My, and I, I think you and I have discussed this before, I will heavily research anything. Like, if I know that this is a 13-hour commitment, like... The, the older I get and the more responsibilities that I'm saddled with, I, I don't have, I don't, I, I can't just be like, well, I'm literally doing nothing Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> like today alone, like I had to build it into my schedule, like to go see a movie, to mow the lawn, like for you and I to come up here and do this. Like I had to make sure that I got to eat in here. I had to fill up like the gas and the, I, I have to plan my days out. I, there, there's no point that I can just be like, ah, the couch is mine. No children will want to use the television. I can use it to view. Because you're responsible for like 85 kids. I That count may be off, 
But before I I approve or deny what you have said. They all look alike to me except the girl child. And it's like there's just every time there's more and more like locusts. I I will say this, though. I I don't have the same amount of free time I used to when I was, let's say, 15. (laughs) So for me to commit my time to something, anything like any kind of entertainment, probably a a video game, a, a movie, a television series. You almost have to convince me because I can't just go. Well, a you can't just go rent a movie or a video game yeah. for Blockbuster anymore because it doesn't um, exist. I, I don't like when when I would get stuck with like a bad NES game like back in the day. I play it all weekend Be, because a I didn't have a car. Like I couldn't go switch <laughs> the game out. Like I couldn't just go buy a game because I was a kid and I didn't that have money. That was your version of walking two miles in the snow to school. You had to back, suck it back up. Back in my day, we went to Curtis Mathis and you could <laughs> you could rent an NES game, but you didn't have the internet, so you didn't know if it was good. <laughs> and you had to play it because it's all you had. And I re- you liked it. I rented Golgo 13 and I hated it, but I played it for 18 hours straight. <laughs> straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a true story. I... So I can't say right now that I have a cringeworthy that jumps out at me yet because I usually just watch the stuff I like. But uh, in terms of this, it could also be that like there's so much up there now, like I'm just deleting things that I know I don't need. Are you finding that when you are in your uh, profile on Netflix or Hulu, all these rando shows that no one in the house has watched shows up? Well, here's the deal. Um, mine is the one that pops up automatically. Like mine oh. is the one that has the administration rights and everything. So um, a lot of people don't take the time to get it off my profile. Oh. So th- there's several times it'll tell me because I enjoyed Golden Girls or <laughs> you were watching My Little Pony. I, I, I do like, enjoy Golden thrashing Girls. Thrashing you. I'm not disrespecting BR3 in any way. I enjoy Golden Girls. But I'm, I'm just saying like <laughs> a lot of times it'll be because you enjoy it. Like, like it's accusing it's me affront. of it. It's like you, you get, I did not watch that show Netflix. You take it back. I know. The last thing I watched on here was a rerun of Deep Space Nine. Yes, my spouse is outraged. Who watched whatever? None of us. None of it's just there. None of us watched it. It's on my profile, and I don't want to see it. Y'all, like, y'all have sentient dogs. That's what I think it is. Oh, they're what? just like, this? well, well, what? the humans, the humans are asleep. Let's turn on the television. That is how they talk. And I, I assume they they talk like uh, the the millionaire on Gilligan's Island. Lavi, <laughs> Lavi, uh, come here. I don't have an opposable thumb. I'm going to need your help with this remote. <laughs> yes, Thurston. What minion? What? God forbid I watch whatever I want. Oh, I know. He has a fit because he can't hit delete or doesn't know how. Who knows? It could be a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. We sure don't know. Anyway, on uh, HBO, Westworld, you should watch it. Don't, no, don't watch it with kids. your grandma. No, that would be awkward. Oh yeah, like you're you're gonna regret that decision immediately. <laughs> watch it with other other adults, like uh, and probably ones that aren't easily offended by nudity or violence. Okay.
Or cursing. Oddly enough, many people are offended by those things. I, I don't know those people. I don't, <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time with them, but I've read about them in books. I know they exist. They, I think I saw one on a movie once. <laughs> then you have on the Netflix, Letterman's show, My Guest Needs No Introduction. He's releasing one a month. I could watch it endlessly. It's a long-form interview. Hopefully it's in wonderful. perpetuity, yeah. Yes, and it is... Even if you have a preconception of his guest, watch it anyway. It's probably going to change. Yeah. yeah. You, these are questions, scenarios, and places you probably have not seen this individual. Definitely. And only two seasons, but on Hulu, a Hulu original, Shut Eye. Learn about psychics, not psychics, gypsies, and creepy dolls. And hopefully does not end on a cliffhanger. Oh. Oh, man. Because now I'm just like... I'm just, Getting through it. Getting through it. Was the first cliffhanger, like, based on, on somebody hanging on a cliff? Like, is yeah. it similar to jumping the shark? Yeah. I want to—I need to know that now. I, I think so. Well, that's because the, the Saturday morning serials—let's let, take a look back at Indiana Jones. You, you The map and this adventure this week. Well, they get nickel. out of the boulder. <laughs> <laughs> There's and, been a landslide. Tune in next week. <laughs> The Lone Ranger, all that stuff. But brought to, to you have... by Kellogg's and Snacky Smalls. And smokes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you always get to get the cigarette ads in there. Ah, uh, the good old days. Uh, when when cartoons, when Fred and Barney would <laughs> Light pimp up. some, yeah. <laughs> hey, Bon, it's been a hot day at the quarry. <laughs> okay, so those are our all binges. No obvious cringes for us. If you have suggestions, uh, one was brought up to me. More, they want to narrow down the list of your standard police drama because they like the police dramas, but there are so many, especially the you British, almost need to have your the own, procedurals, your own subgenre. Yeah, so if you if you're really into police procedurals, where do we start? So you you pick one, and then I'll hopefully pick a different one, and we'll make a decision on that. It'll be. I hope it's. We don't we don't need to tell each other about it and then we end up picking the same one. Anyways. I have no doubt. We do like that a one, two, three, ah, ah, ah <laughs> we both said NYPD blue. Ah, ah. I remember when that came out, I saw the first episode and said, I don't want to see that guy's butt. And that's the last I ever watched. <laughs> it's like I could care less about him. Cause like, ooh. Anyway, too much television history in one podcast could make your brain explode. And probably will. Yes, it will. But if you have other suggestions, just just let us know and we'll get to it on Binge or Cringe. Thank you for listening. My name is Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And we're going to do a super quick one. We're going to scream. And then I have a whole show to record, so stuff it. If you want to go home, I'm sure he'll take you home. You... No, she's wrong. No, she's wrong. Okay, I'll take it tomorrow. And... <laughs> Okay, this is a really short. Okay. Welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And in this episode, for us, it's all binge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Binge that. It's been said we are addicted to television. I'm talking just me and Adam. Uh, Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I, I have been properly diagnosed. Yes, very much so. So, from the HBO. Westworld. Michael, How many seasons? Uh, right now, it is in its second season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exceptional. Uh, based on the Michael Crichton film of the same name, um, it was brought to television by, um, 
I cannot think of the other creator's name, but uh, Christopher Nolan's brother yeah. is involved in this, and so is J.J. Abrams. So That should give you an idea of the quality and type of storytelling that you're probably going to encounter here. This this is the type of show where you can't just kind of have it on and get what's happening. You'll miss nuances. No, they will reference things in the eighth episode that happened in the second episode, but you were paying attention to something in the second episode that you thought was important. No. As it turns out, you were wrong, and you should McGuff- have been listening to the other you, thing. Huh? Yes. Oh. It's, it, it, is, it is well worth um, your investment like in your time. Um, very, very uh, stylized storytelling, very serialized. Um, and very, very mature. Oh, yes. Very. If, if, if things like violence and nudity put you off, you should probably watch something else. And the basic story of Westworld is it's a place where you go and have vacation and you want to live like you're in the Old West. So that's Westworld. And there are people there. You've also and, got like a samurai world yeah. or a uh, like Julius Caesar world. Or You've got human people and you've got robot people, but you don't know but which is which. Because this is Michael Crichton, it means that the amusement park breaks and the things start to kill you. Exactly. Not Jurassic unlike Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah. Okay, so binge-worthy Westworld on Netflix. David Letterman back on TV with long-form interviews. He's releasing one a month. My next guest needs no introduction. David Letterman, much in the same way that John Stewart should never be allowed not to be on television mm-hmm. or at least communicating with the masses like via some sort of device. Uh, Letterman is appropriately back to doing what he has done exceptionally for the past 35, 40 years, interviewing people. Yeah, he's real good at it. And it's done in front of a live audience. And I guarantee if you've never heard of one of his guests or you had a preconception, you're going to probably change your mind or at least learn something that you never thought of about that person. If they were going to do a best of, like a clip show for Letterman back when he was on CBS, all of these actors or celebrities or politicians or people of note are the ones that would appear on there. It's it's mm. all it's all a list. Yeah, definitely. Like, these are these are the gets that maybe you only got once a month back in the day. Mm-hmm. So it is is very good. There have only been a few episodes because again it's one per month. So it's not a hardcore investment for binging. But if you haven't seen them, no, you don't have to watch them in order. But just watch them because they're real good. On Hulu, two seasons only because it got canceled this year. Shut eye. The guy from Burn Notice. He is a Which charlatan. Is legally his name. Yeah, the I guy think. from Burn Notice. He is a charlatan. He and his wife are psychics, but they're not psychics. That means he's from Charlotte, North yes, Carolina, Yes, that's exactly right? okay. what that right. means. I, th- I have thought that's what it meant my entire life. They work for the gypsies. Isabella Rossellini is a head gypsy woman. That's her title. They are Roma. Anyway, he's a fake psychic, but he becomes a real psychic because he had an accident. Which, again, makes me question all those years of wearing helmets, Mm -hmm. stopping at red lights. Why can't I see the future? I don't know. But it is different and interesting because it is different. It is mature, but not as mature as Westworld. No, few things are. (laughs) Unless you're Game of Thrones, really. Like, there's a short list that is more mature. How many times have your kids asked to see Game of Thrones? Mine repeatedly is like, nope. (sighs) 
Um, after nope. I explained to them that it was dragons fighting zombies and wizards uh, with swords and fire, um, I realized it was a mistake to have described it that way. And I was like, holy cow, I just described the most awesome thing in the world. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah, that was... Should have told them it was about numbers and bookkeeping and, yeah, uh, not... I don't know, offices. Offices, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, you showed us the dragon. And I'm like... Uh, uh, yeah, that was your your mistake. So all binges from us, um, Shut Eye, the new Letterman show, and Westworld, they are on Hulu, Netflix, and Hubbo. Hubbo. Hubbo now or Hubbo. Hubbo. And that's it for Binge or Cringe. We're cringe-free this time. My name is Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.